This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Keegan. I'm Christina. Okay, you guys. So I so I know we do our shorties and I found a, a story that I was actually going to use for a, a shorty, but it's kind of like, it's weird. Shorties are funny, right? Like they're, you, sometimes they're just quick clips and yes. sometimes you find something that's just a little too long, but a little too short for, you know, the main, but I found this story and I thought it was funny. I thought it would give us something to talk about. So okay. let me read it to you. <clears throat> it says, we were f- in a fairly empty lounge. There was a TV on with like Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien monologue on instead of either chuckling along or ignoring it. Like most people would do. He decided to dissect every joke and why they were not funny and people shouldn't be laughing at him. He then (laughs) proudly said he does it at parties and comedy shows. People often sarcastically say this guy does not get invited to party. Hates you at a party if this is what you're doing. This is not. It says people often sarcastically say someone must be fun at parties. I have never met anyone actually in life who would admit that, Uh, and that is exactly what this guy is pretty much saying. Like, oh, I bet you're fun at parties because that is well. But you know, he does think that he's fun. Like, you know that he thinks he's hilarious and right on, and everybody's with him the whole time. Like, you know, he thinks that. Oh, he's given off like. I'm the funniest person in the room. Uh, I'm the funniest guy around. We just did a... You never are. If you think that, no. you you aren't. It's you stuck. never are. Because let me tell you, the best comedians, like, hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so it's true. true. Like, they never think they're the best. No, they're always... Well, because they are. They're constantly working on their material. Mm-hmm. They're constantly... Yeah, it's... It is a self-loathing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to. You have to, like, dive so deep yeah. into it. I, I couldn't imagine. We just actually did, just came from, um, our interview with a stand-up comedian. Kiki yeah. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. She's and, our next double date. Yeah, and she, you know, talking about, like, dating when you're Oof. when you're a comedian and, and what it's like to be in that space. I just... As it, a female comic as well. Yeah, could, it yeah. couldn't be me. That just takes like, I think, a, a strength and a bravery that yeah. like, I, I don't do have it. Have. I don't have it. But 100%. The, a guy who literally just is dissecting every joke. Yeah, just, it's it's one thing if you're a if you're a bad comedian and you think you're the funniest person in the room. Right. It's another if you dissect other people. That's right. Comedy. Here's why this comedy isn't funny and you it's, shouldn't be laughing. Look, Can you imagine that kind of fuck? Well, imagine that kind of energy. It's the same as like if people that go into restaurants and because they worked at a restaurant one time, like decide that they can critique the whole thing. Oh God, it's it's yeah. anytime you're dating a, a critic, let's call him the critic. Yeah. You know, it's, it can be an exhausting thing because there's a way that you can be an expert and being an expert yeah. at something is, isn't incredible. It's oh. sexy. But you can, it can be sexy. If but you're are an you expert? Real positive expert. or are you negative that's exactly wow you know? that's a really good point. negative people is fucking awful we, yeah. were, we were just talking about this as well where it's just like i also feel like this day and age because of the internet everybody feels like they get to have an opinion oh, and yeah. everybody gets to feel like they're an expert at something <laughs> right yeah. and, and they get to like voice that as if they're an authority and we it's were, like you're not fucking doing it you're yeah. like whether or not you like jay leno 
Jay Leno is making Jay Leno money. That's yeah, right. And like he's a famous comedian. You're sitting in a lounge. No You're one knows your name. You're criticizing Jay Leno. Who was you? Who yeah. is you? No, could not be me, man. I'm telling you, it's it's. It, I have such a problem with that. Like, yeah. because and maybe to a point have too crippling of self-esteem sometimes to voice an opinion when I, I am actually knowledgeable about something. I'm like, uh, the, the freeness with which <laughs> people, saying, the balls, can you imagine the big <laughs> no. balls to be able to just fucking opinions these days? Yeah. It's funny to me because I do, we were again, because we were having this conversation, I do YouTube videos for the company I mm-hmm. work for creating content is my job for you know and it's hair related but it's right it's these people with like you go to their page they've literally posted nothing they just want to tell you how bad you are at what you do and you're like what is your expertise again you know what's funny is like i swear to god when people leave the most hateful fucking messages or like (laughs) comments and stuff if you click on their profile it's it's always those girlies who are like peace and love yeah always like you know what i mean and you're like what the fuck is going on here there's got to be something i think that you get out of it Right. You know what I mean? Like some sort of self-esteem boost or like something in tearing somebody else down. Yeah. Like I think it's a, it's a childish mentality, right? Cause it's the thing that you would have done in middle school to make yourself feel better. You, you would do that because you're so insecure about who you are in middle school. It's like, so then you're like, Oh, look at what there's it. But it's so transparent. Don't look at mine. Like this guy that you're talking about, like that's incredibly transparent for him to do that. Like if it's a thing that's like a self-esteem thing to build himself up, it's it's childish. You can see right through that. Yeah. It doesn't make you look good. Yeah, it is. It's also, it's not only building him himself up but i think that people like that are also thinking that it makes them look cool to oh, other wow. people oh wow you're so smart or about like, yes. this. Oh, wow yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. so knowledgeable you yeah. really know how to dissect a joke said no one ever but you don't <laughs> want jokes to be dissected <laughs> i that's know the that's thing. the whole thing i don't need you to do that no like it's not yeah. like reviewing a movie or reviewing a right. book right i don't feel like jokes are quite like that i mean <laughs> i suppose if the joke is political in nature then that is a discussion point like that is sure. something that you could like talk about and you know i, I didn't like this joke Right. for these reasons you know and like that is something but if you are just breaking down a joke and like <laughs> so, these are the reasons why it's technically unfunny is so fucking can you imagine exhausting. running into that guy in a party oh my like, god literally you'd be trapped in the corner oh no <laughs> we would the way that my eyes would be so yes. big yeah making scanning eyes, in the room please, somebody scanning in the room somebody for anyone me. we gotta get a safe word for when yeah. something like banana, that happens <laughs> hey christina do you have any bananas <laughs> exactly <laughs> just come right I'm right like, I'm to the rescue yeah yeah exactly we've oh all God. been there we've all been there cornered by a guy at a party jesus christ Ooh. trying to mansplain something oh, to you. Man. Yeah. well that's the thing we were talking about with kiki anderson too i was like if you've ever been to a comedy show 99.9 percent of the time it's always some guy heckling trying to like insert some kind of like trying to impress hey, a I'm date funny <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i got a funnier version of that thing you just said <laughs> Can I say, if i was on a date with oh somebody that talked up like at a comedy show I would, I, would die. I would die i think you'd leave i think you're really so embarrassed i would be humiliated yeah you're like i need to go use the restroom and then I, just don't come back how dare you you, you okay so what you said you would have done is that you would have slid under the table that's a my move that is a hundred percent a me move i have seen times where i'm literally in my seat like 
just you do you actually your physical um response to things like your body language whenever you're uncomfortable you can see it it's like your shoulders go in and you get real like turtly you know (laughs) Uh what i mean yeah i I, shrink yeah i probably would leave yeah yeah, i would probably just get up and leave because as somebody that's done like theater and stuff i just like being in front of people is so difficult yes that's the thing that people like that don't understand getting in front of people is hard art is vulnerable period thank you always because it's just like you are it doesn't matter what you're doing if it's like comedy podcasting music hair theater yeah (laughs) i mean it's so personal yeah getting in front of people and sharing your art whatever it is is very vulnerable sharing your art even when you're not in front of people is vulnerable like if you're just showcasing art or whatever Mm -hmm. it's all a very vulnerable place because it comes from such a very deep core person of who you are right so when that gets that when that gets criticized or it gets critiqued it, it, it it's it's so so damning so so hurtful right. i mean and you know you're opening yourself up to that like it, sure. if you're making art and you're putting it out into the world people are going to have opinions people are going to voice their opinions you know that but i think as creatives we're very sensitive to that it's like if you've ever worked in the food service industry you will always be so fucking nice mm-hmm. to ser- to other people working in the food service should industry be. because you know how shitty people are. Or retail. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought that was so funny because I can't imagine being on a date with someone and they're just like that energy just was would make me feel so cringe. So cringy. Yeah. But I was also thinking about it and I thought, you know, because... Um, you know, stuff like this is, you know, being an expert in a field is mm. something that is actually part of our real lives, like reality shows and stuff. I thought it'd be fun to do a fuck, Mary kill that was reality star judges. So mm. like Ooh. Top Chef or like Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Simon Cowell. Like, who's, who's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Like Padma. Oh, Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Mm, she's so, so pretty. gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go Paul Hollywood. I feel like okay. we got to throw him in there. I'm going to do Tom Colicchio. Oh, and he's from... Who's that? You guys know who Padma is, but don't know who Tom is? He's He co-hosts. Well, I'm, <laughs> like, sure, if oh, I saw, gotcha. I'm sure if I saw his picture, I would know who yeah. he is. He's bald. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had okay. no idea. I could pick somebody else. No, I don't care. Just show me his picture. Okay. Pull his picture up. Yeah. What's what's the show? Because I know Padma from TikTok. Oh, Top Chef. Oh, okay. What's Top Chef? <laughs> Are you being serious? You said no. that so like, oh, okay. What is that? <laughs> um, is it is it like a, a, a like cooking competition? Yes. Yes. On oh, okay. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And okay. he's like, he has like a lot of restaurants. I think you'll think he's sexy. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I think he's You love a bald man. I do. Yeah. And I he's, do. Um, he, he's really um intelligent he really knows his stuff he's he's not somebody to critique just to critique he seems to always have kind of good reasoning okay so he's kind of uh, he has gives me a little bit of that paul hollywood energy without the snarky it is yeah yeah he doesn't bring that snarky a little smarmy Mm -hmm. i think sometimes um yeah i don't know a ton about him as a person tom calicchio he seems generally like he's got a real paul hollywood vibe they both have like very blue eyes eyes. yeah 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 okay um gosh man there's just so many it's it's hard to know like do i want to do a singing competition a dance competition another food one you know, cause yeah. you've got like Nigel. And so you think, oh you my can dance. God, yes, 
I love Nigel. Derek Hough. Yeah. <laughs> Who actually Wait, seems is like he a judge. He was a judge for uh, on um, one of those dancing shows. For dancing a while. with the Stars. stars I think. Yeah. 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 And then I think he did another show as well. But he actually he was on TikTok and a few TikToks where I'm like, oh, you don't take yourself as seriously as I thought you did, which is oh, really nice. OK. Refreshing and funny. All of my neighbors are in kind of the dance world. Mm-hmm. Like we have a da- an yeah. agent and mm-hmm. a lot of, the, and one of our, my neighbors was on. So you think you can dance? Oh, wow. You know who I thought bringing it back to our conversation earlier, who was like really good as a judge and really kind in his critique, like seemed like he wanted to help people instead of like tear them down. Graham Elliott. Who's that? He is from MasterChef. He is so show not me, Gordon Ramsay, not Joe Bastianich, not Christina from Milk. I remember, but I need to see his face. Yeah, I'm going to change mine because I feel like Paul Hollywood and Tom Colicchio are too similar. I, and I don't want to I don't want to put them the same. I'm going to go with Randy. I'm going to go with Randy Jackson from okay. American Idol. I oh. thought that's who she was going to go with. That's who I thought she was going to pick too. So I'm going to pick Randy Jackson because I feel like he was the good middle okay. of the road, gave really good advice because Simon was the mean one. Paula was like the super, super, like too nice. Too kind nice. Of, like, yeah. And then Randy was in the middle. Yeah. And I appreciated well, then him for in that. that regard, because Christina doesn't know who Tom Colicchio is, then I can go with Paul Hollywood. Oh, okay. And that makes it a little simpler. Yeah. It makes it simpler for you. Okay. Oh, yes. I love him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the white glasses in our house? I know. Yeah, you guys could share frames. He definitely, like, all the tattoos, the accessories and stuff. And he's just... Is he a male me? He he reminds me of Chris a little bit, actually. He He does. He has a little bit of a Chris Chris vibe, Chris energy. Well, that's what happens when you live with somebody for so long. Start to look like each other. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got got Graham, we've got Randy, and we've got Paul Hollywood. Okay. Okay. Gosh. Oh, man. This is really tough. Because I actually think that... I'm going to marry Graham. Mm-hmm. I love his energy here. Absolutely. First of all, he's a good cook. We know that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to bring good foods to the table. He is, he's, he does have that, like you said, that energy where he wants to help people. I feel like he's the kind of person who he gives me like, I'm a feminist vibes. Mm. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this guy's supports looks, your right to choose. He looks, yeah, sweet. He, he looks sweet. He looks great. So nice. Yeah. He looks right? incredibly nice. Yeah. I, I want to share days with him. And who do I want to share my night with? Paul fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. I don't look at want, me with those daddy blue eyes. I've seen what those hands uh-huh. do too. Like, look, I've watched him need some bread. Mm. Okay. okay. So, and we've all seen those thirst traps on TikTok that are like bakers yeah. slapping dough around. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm in it. I'm into it. I love it. <laughs> oh, and the dough's yeah, all jiggly. jiggly. And like, roll oh me God. around in a bed of flour. Let's oh, go. God. I like it. Let's go. Oh my God. And honestly, Randy Jackson friend yeah yeah because he's exactly the kind of person i want to hang out with and he's like so i want back. him to come over to our parties he, yeah. he does but he also has this energy of real intelligence of like like i bet you would have really good conversations mm-hmm. with randy jackson yeah. yeah like he's i bet he would be like he'd be like oh did you know blah, 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 about this he kind of reminds oh so graham elliott's oh, a capricorn this is makes all the mm-hmm. sense in the I world i told you it reminds mm-hmm. me yep. of chris well, yeah yeah that yeah. makes all the fucking sense mm-hmm. in the world that's so funny. That tracks super hard. I would bet Randy Jackson. I think he's water maybe, sign. Uh, could be air sign. Like, I think air sign or Cancer. maybe like. Oh, water sign. Water sign. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. It would be a Cancer if it was going to be sense. a water sign. It yep. wouldn't be a Scorpio or a Pisces. It tracks. For him. He, Randy Jackson gives me the energy of like your favorite uncle. What's at, pa- is Paul Hollywood a Leo? He, he gives me Aries vibes. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, I'd buy that too. Pisces. What? What? Exquisite. Oh. Which day? What? What is he a, a February or a March Pisces? Oh, that's gotta be March. March. March first. Oh my oh, god! Oh wow! I mm-hmm. am. Well, color me surprised. This is. I am surprised. This is changing some things around for me. I, Interesting. I I feel really confident in yeah. my. This makes this actually makes all the sense yes. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the sense in the world for me. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I, that that actually didn't deter me. It it, mm-hmm. it made me solid in my uh, in my convictions. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. This is hard for me. Actually, this is kind of hard. I mean, I'm gonna fuck Paul Hollywood. So let's just take yeah. it off the table right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to. And knowing that I wasn't gonna marry him anyway, but I'm yeah, like no. again. Pisces, Pisces energy. And also, you know, astrologers say that... He doesn't the, seem like a loyal kind. And No. And <laughs> astrologers say that the the month doesn't matter, but I swear to God, February Pisces and March Pisces are different. different. Um, two March Pisces can't... We, no. we cannot no, no, be no, together. No, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've done it before. We cannot be together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like sex with Paul Hollywood would be yeah. good i feel like he knows he's good at it too it's just kind of like oh, oh man that's, that's but that's either that could be really good or really bad no but it's okay because i think he is actually so <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> he's sometimes got like something to prove yeah, yeah yeah sometimes you're an expert at something sometimes you know? just are good and listen it's just, you know. he's an expert at bread dough and he doesn't need to do fake, the- fake humble with me yeah, like, he, right. like he's good at it it's fine Listen, you know? yeah. um but i couldn't marry him because i'm like i like to bake bread and i would constantly oh. be feeling like my bread is getting criticized if oh, he yeah. stuck his finger in my <gasps> bread loaf like he does sometimes on that show i would feel so disrespected oh i fight yeah <laughs> i'd be like excuse the fuck out of you first of all <laughs> first of all i made you fucking bread yes, so exactly you can take your ass out of here wonder yeah. Get yourself a loaf of wonder. He's yeah. like, I, you I can, he's like, I can bake my own. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, marriage is off the table. Yeah. I really do feel like Graham and Randy, they're different vibes. And I actually feel like I could marry either one of them. Yeah. Um, and it would be, so good. you got a cancer and you got a Capricorn, a cancer and a Capricorn to be a hundred percent sister signs, a hundred percent. Neither one is ideal mm-hmm. for, for me because, hmm. um, Cancers, I would have thought the Capricorn would be. Cancers are hit or miss because we're both water signs. Um, and I have good friends who are Cancers and I love them. And some deeply. Capricorns can be a little and critical. And some Capricorns can be too, That's true. too critical, too intense. We all know I'm a sensitive little flower. But I'll tell you, because he reminds you of Chris. That's not Chris. Yeah, Chris That's is like chill. the opposite. But if you were with Randy, I do feel like you would be half of that cool aunt and uncle couple. Oh, yeah. that's you know true. I mean? Like you are the aunt and uncle that everybody at the yeah. like, family wants to hang out with. Oh my God. And yes. like that vibe Oof. seems so cool to me. Also, there'd be music all the time. Yes. Be introducing mm-hmm. you to all kinds of people. I love this for you, to be I honest. I think I'm going to marry I, Randy. I love yeah. this for you. And I'm going to friend Graham because he seems like a sweet oh, yeah. angel. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this actually um, made me think. So uh, listening to your answers and everything, digging into the Zodiac, I've decided that this is the ideal path forward. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's the right. Capricorn way you could have said oh. that. <laughs> you may address me now by Mrs. Hollywood. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I will be taking the name. 
I actually fucking love that. I also love that Paul Hollywood's name is actually Paul Hollywood. Yes, I will be Christina Hollywood. I listen, love I love this for you. I love it too, actually. I, listen, I, I'm here I for this. I do me love too. a March Pisces. It is mm-hmm. very good for me. Yeah. Um, the communication is on point. The yep. sex is going to be yeah, fucking lit. amazing. Yes. Yes. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just zip zap zop. It's I also done. think uh. you like that. Like he's a, a little bit of an asshole, but not so much of an asshole. Yes. That's that exactly like, what I need. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, exactly. I oh want, my god! Now that you say it, it's perfect. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want a nice asshole. <laughs> that's always <laughs> oh what I want. It's so true. <laughs> what a nice asshole. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> literally, is your life? Oh my god! I saw a TikTok the other day. Speaking of nice assholes about <laughs> <laughs> that's a concern about this deodorant this loom deodorant yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah apparently it bleaches your asshole what oh yeah oh, that's good to know wait yeah what it, it will bleach your asshole oh, mm. oh. I, is okay. that part of their advertising scheme it's, because i do not recall I do that when i use, this use it because i got a loomy ad and i was i was I put it in the back of my brain to bring right. it up to you guys where it wasn't that, but they were talking about, cause it's also a deodorizer for your, your vag. Yeah. And they were saying that after sex, you secrete sperm mm. for five days. Oh, I don't, you didn't. Yeah. Five I don't days. Want that. That's yeah. too many days. That's too many days. That's too many days. Why are you secreting for that long? I don't want it in there that long. Yeah. I, it's all up in there. I want it oh, out. All up in that bag. Okay. You guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Wow. We wow. did get a note today yeah. on our last episode where somebody said, you guys, I listened to this episode with my family in the car. Oh, you're not okay. usually this vulgar. I'm like, aren't we? we are. Aren't we? <laughs> aren't yeah, we? You're, you're playing Russian roulette then. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I'm, I don't know you. what to tell you. No, yeah. <laughs> we do say we Sometimes. do say we are adult. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is explicit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I saw that she was using it down there and she went to get waxed and her esthetician was like, Hey, are are her wax person was like, have you been bleaching down there? Because it was all the same color. What is that like niacinamide or like? I don't know what it is, but I'm like. I mean, Lumi sponsor us now. I mean, at this point, I mean, this is listen, not an ad. <laughs> as someone who ha- who is prone to like, you know, I got a lot I'm, of melanin. I'm darker. My, yeah. I'm darker around there. Yeah. So I, I, I was I'm like, interesting. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. My ears are perked up. <laughs> Lumi, if you're listening, we want samples. <laughs> yeah, can we ask our people to contact their people? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Backslash yeah. MWD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, the fuck was I talking about? So oh, anyways, Paul I'm married Paul Hollywood. Yes. I'm Mrs. Mm-hmm. Hollywood now. Because mm-hmm. he's a nice asshole. Yes. Nice asshole. And then this this one, I I I think if Randy Jackson versus Graham Elliott in bed, um mm. I'm gonna go with Randy Jackson. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna I mean, fuck Randy Jackson. I, I see that. Because Graham has those tattoos, which makes me curious. Yes. But Randy, there is something about his energy that I'm like, oh, you, you might be more disrespectful. I feel like Graham's giving me respectful in bed. Yes. And I want to be disrespected a (laughs) hundred percent of the time. There's no way Graham would do even a quarter of the things that get me off. So Randy goes down. Like Randy is a a leg pusher upper. Oh yeah. When he's down there. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. I feel it in my soul. Yeah. Wow. So. I yeah. really hope these celebrities listen to these episodes oh, because man. the things we say you, on you this hope, show. I, I don't. And that's one I of my actually. I, biggest fears. Biggest fears. Going to yeah. run into them at uh, like podcast I'm actually oh. finally going to meet Bill Hader and he's going to be like, I heard Season what you this. said. Honestly. <laughs> I heard what Season 2 said. 
<laughs> Honestly, shut your mouth. Stop, Stop it. Talking Stop talking about me. No, I feel like, I feel like Bill would appreciate it. I feel like he'll appreciate it. Come on. And he's like, and like, what is wrong with you? I'll be like, exactly. Oh, so your eyes just well up with tears. <laughs> Except that it's she can't hear a word he says. I know. She just starts like, like ringing <laughs> in my ears. And she's just in the, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I am waiting waiting for the day one of these days man one of these days. it'll it happen, happen. It's, oh, it's out there oh my gosh universe we're waiting honestly oh, no. <laughs> christina i no. want this i i want it i'm here for it oh all right it's well, complimentary oh you guys want to take five and then we'll come back with stories that sounds yes. good and we're back okay i have the tainted love this week so i will go first with the stories this is a listener story and the subject line is shame receipts all around mm. love, <laughs> love it, it. Hey, gorgeous ladies. Thank you so much. Here's a story that can summarize all the dates I've had in one. I knew the gu- I knew this guy from uni from a distance uh, as we hadn't talked much at the time. A year after graduation, I was looking for a job and he happened to work in the industry I was looking into getting into. So we chatted a bit on LinkedIn and I asked if he'd be open to meet up as I'd love to learn more about what it's like to work there. Now, here's a catch. I may not be interested in a person romantically, but I still want to make a good impression. You met on LinkedIn. You met on LinkedIn. Yeah, you didn't not a meet, dating site. Right. right. It's not like you were like, hey, Tinder person. Or even on Instagram. Like, yeah. it's not in a slide in the DMs no. or anything like that. Not LinkedIn the is the most sexless. Yes, it, it should be. It, it should be. It should be. It gives, like live laugh love energy like you can kind of tell when somebody is into you when they're kind of like being a little flirt and i've definitely linkedin maybe not well i don't know because like i've linked (laughs) last time you were on linkedin girl i need to talk to you about this no (laughs) i just i mean in general in life sometimes because and she'll explain as we go through but like okay she is look she wants to get into the industry he's into she wants right. to know more about his like expertise yeah, she can so tell that networking. he's interested in her oh, oh. but i've been there where i'm like i'll lean into this a little bit to try and Coats. network yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. makes sense so i told him i love burgers and i know this this is making <laughs> me laugh so hard I told him I love burgers and know this awesome place where we should go. I explained how juicy they are, how much fries we could get, how delicious the gooey cheese was. Now I'm fucking hungry. Right? Oh shit. Basically a culinary masterpiece, except I had forgotten the name of the place and where exactly it was. (laughs) So I had asked a colleague that came, uh, that had gone there with me. (laughs) Oh my God. The colleague seemed to struggle a little and then exclaimed, Oh yes. Shake Shack. (laughs) (laughs) culinary masterpiece of their little tiny dude their fries i hate their fries oh my god the worst fries in existence the burgers are good there i I like shake shack's burgers but if you you are talking up a place like you're like artisanal (laughs) fucking burgers and then she's like shake shack crafted <laughs> wow. typical for me i had no memory of my own so i just went with my colleague's assertive answer and oh, told the no. guy shake shack meet me there <laughs> we oh. may need to book a table but it's worth it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not shake shack no pretty sure it's not he seemed a little weirded out when i told him yeah 
<laughs> but I took that for granted too. So there we were the next day, me happily strolling, thinking I'll get a job. Him beside me, thinking he might get laid. Uh. <laughs> Once we get there, I was shocked. We were inside a shopping mall. <laughs> in a Shake Shack area, there were snotty kids rolling around on the floor. Yeah. The tables yeah. were full of the remnants of sad buns and half-eaten fries. There also, were- it's like a milkshake place. I, I've been yeah. to Shake Shack like once. I just remember sticky. Yes. It's definitely everything is sticky. The it's a fast food place. Like yeah. the burgers there are good. Like they're fine to me. They're yeah. better than like in and out. Yeah. Like they're good, but it's like, it's Dude, a fast food. Dude, you are going to have a California know, person. Uh, I know. Because Californians roll so hard they on in and out. racking their knuckles right now to, to <laughs> text or to email. <laughs> uh, no. Nope. How dare you? First you keep in and outs name out your mouth. Listen, when I ate meat, I fucking ate in and out all the time because that shit's cheap. It's by my house. And mm-hmm. whenever I was doing keto, they will give it to you like wrapped in lettuce and yep. shit like that. Yeah, like yeah. I am not coming for in and out for you the record. Of, you heard it here. Okay. Yep, but exactly. Shake Shack is better. Okay. <gasps> oh, <no>. Anyway. <laughs> but in and outs better for the price. It's way cheaper. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's snotty kids rolling around on the floor. The tables were full of the remnants of sad buns and half-eaten fries. There were empty paper bags, straws, and squished juice cans. Yeah, this isn't what you thought it was. <laughs> it was a great place to have a discussion about, like, Career. Job. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is not it. It's not the place I meant, I gasped in an attempt to explain myself and cover the shame I was feeling. But it didn't seem to bother him at all. He just picked a table, sat down, and said we should order. I thought... It's okay. It's just a small mistake. I'll convince him I can do the job. After some small talk, he asked me about my hobbies. I told him about my travels to South America and how I would love to live there by the ocean close to nature. Suddenly, he raised his eyebrows, lifted a hand as if to stop me speaking. Okay. Him. No, no, no. You have to stay in the UK. What? Me. Not really. I don't think it's ideal for me. Him proceeding to offer places in the UK. How about Plymouth? It's by the sea. Me. No. Him. Dublin. No. What? Newcastle. No. Okay. How about Exeter? No. What the fuck, dude? Him. Well, we have to live close to my parents. Who's we? How will the kids see them? Okay. My mom would want to see them every day. Sir. My (laughs) guy. We met met on on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. This, honey, she says this is her shame receipt. This, uh, no. I mean, honey. I could see it that like, look, you, because clearly she knew that like he was kind of interested in her and he's, and she, but I, that's, that's not, this nobody not, expects no, the Spanish no. Inquisition. Not, not like this. <laughs> I am right. Not like this. This, we have to, what? No, no. Th- my parents will want to see the kids. No. We have to what stay kids? in the UK. What kids? That's the craziest thing to say to somebody you just met. It's at a Shake Shack. At a Shake Shack. The most and, sexless. And like, nothing makes me want to have kids less, less than, than a place like that. Grubby fucking kids rolling what? around on the floor with smashed what? juice boxes everywhere. Fuck. Stop it. We stop it right now. Ugh. My jaw dropped. This was the first time I met this guy outside uni and pretty much the first time I'd had a longer conversation with him other than hello. So I politely tried to change topics, but he... Uh, Oh, he wants to double down on it, doesn't he? No. <laughs> he was caught on it and said, I think you'll change your mind anyway. Once you visit my parents, they'd uh, no, love you. No, did it, did it, did it, they love you. They'd love you. They would love they'd you. Love okay. You. Yeah. 
<laughs> I thought you said they love you. No. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> she, them. Shown her, shown them her LinkedIn page. Oh, no. <laughs> to shorten the story for you, he continued with this nonsense and I just stood up and left. But this isn't the first time this has happened. One, went on a first date with a guy who told me his mother lives near me and Sir. would be nice if I met her to go for a dog walk with her. At the time, I didn't have a dog. Two, went on a second date with a Holy guy shit. who told me his parents are moving from the UK to Australia in a week and would love to meet me so we should arrange something. Too fast. Three, went on a first date with a guy who offered uh, offered me to stay in his parents' house as I was traveling close to where they live. Girl, this girl is screaming. Yeah. What putting you are you wearing? Yes. Because it is like, is it called Insta love? Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. There are many of these examples. That's Interestingly enough, all of the above cases were quick to say they're not looking for long-term commitment. <laughs> but, and why do I got to meet like Ted yeah. and Susan? Like, I know, no, I'm not interested. No, like, dude, why are your first dates meeting your parents then? Where's the respect? Who raised you? Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Much love, ladies from Eastern Europe, single and right by the sea, winky face. Aww, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, as like, do you want to meet like... Dylan's like hookup or whatever, Cassie. No, no, no. Like they don't want to meet her, especially the the guys. Like I'm not looking for something serious or whatever. Why do I have to meet? I don't want to meet anybody that you're not serious. I don't want to meet anybody. Truly, period. (laughs) The end. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Our meet and greets from now on are just Keegan and I. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would love to meet you. (laughs) You are the exception. (laughs) <laughs> whoever is listening right yeah, now yeah but that that show is just so wild it took such a turn for me because he's just, and he seemed so like of course like uh, like what are you talking about like uh, we're we're on the same page we're having the same conversation for her to be like i need to live by the sea and he's like no 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 we can't leave the uk <laughs> oh, and she's like, what, what? <laughs> oh my we God. what we what okay who's we this is also a listener submission Subject, strong, successful women dating horror story. Oh. Yes. So she says, hi, gals. Obligatory. I love your podcast. Oh. Yay. Yay. And she says, I'm in a conservative state for my last year of training, 12 years in total, and I'm Mm. very isolated out here. And listening to you guys makes me feel like I have my best friends in the room. Oh, we love you. Love it. So um, she just listened to the episode that we did about the limb lengthening for height. Oh, or I guess we mentioned that. Oh my gosh. So, I remember so, that. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It feels like it. it anyway. was, I think it was. Yeah. So background, she says, I'm a badass female surgeon that is in advanced Ooh. limb salvage field. No way. Where I've experienced through training, the women don't get in, go into this because babies don't do this because who will put up with it? How will you take care of your kids? Wow. Et cetera, et cetera. Barf, <sighs> honestly, fuck off. So I'm a fully licensed surgeon, but I decided to do an extra year of surgical training to subspecialize in advanced limb salvage and reconstructive wow. surgery. This is so cool. That fucking wow. most badass of badasses. These surgeries are easily four to eight hours long, and I'm literally the last hope for most of my patients before they might lose a limb. So that being said, medical school and residency is tough long hours, grueling, toxic environments, mm. and I was in New York during the pandemic. Oh, oh my God, honey. Oh, Big scary. hugs. Yeah. I know a lot of people like Oof. said, like, you guys are heroes, but it's got to be hard because she even says that 
she's like fuck anti-vaxxers fuck oh. you yeah so i we completely agree with you yeah so she says anyways i'll get off my soapbox because i'm so tired of being abused by my field which i do love and is fucking amazing to save someone's life all that being said it's very hard to date especially that. a female physician because yeah. women tend to follow men but men don't return the favor yeah, I mean, and a surgeon, right. like your schedule, like long, long hours and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Dating must be difficult. Yeah. She says it's long hours, being on call all hours, day and night, the emotional stress we bring home, years and years of training, it's hard to find a partner that can handle it. So she did have a very understanding partner during med school and start of residency, much older, um, but they ended up breaking up because he didn't want to hold me back in my career, couldn't leave our home state, and I had to leave for my career. Dating afterwards has been a disaster. Between the pandemic and my job, it was nearly impossible. So I end up dating this man who was a therapist mm. who at first was very understanding and loving. Mm. At first. Love bombing mm. type. Yeah. Eventually, it turned sour between um, both of us dealing with depression, me dealing with constant death, and him with lifelong depression, Dude, also, which he refused to get help for. Yeah. Sir, you're a, <laughs> you're a therapist. This is your job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, like, she's seeing a lot of trauma all the time, especially like, with the it's pandemic and everything. And then he's dealing with everybody's, like, issues all day. Like, yeah. as, a, as a therapist, hearing stuff all day long, that's a lot. It's a lot for both yeah. of them. Right. It's a lot together. Yeah. So he was extremely passive aggressive about me getting well, called in while on 24 hour call. Bro, I hate that. You know what you're getting into? You're dating a surgeon. I know. It's <laughs> people piss me off so much. <laughs> I know. So it all comes to a head on Valentine's Day. I'm on call and I tell him that we should do dinner before or actual the actual date. Which is smarter anyways. That is smarter anyways. Like they mark up everything on Valentine's Day. It's always a mm -hmm. madhouse. You have to deal with a million people. And in New York? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, fuck that. He insists we can only do dinner on Valentine's Day because, and I quote, it was a tradition he had with his ex-wife. So, duh, it's Valentine's <laughs> then Day. Why don't it's you not, yeah. That's not a special thing that only you and your ex-wife did. It's fucking Valentine's Day. Also, also, you weirdo. Why do I have to step in for your ex-wife? Exactly. Maybe give her a call, okay? <laughs> Maybe go call her. It's yeah, so that's, weird. That's fucking weird. To take like traditions, it, this isn't a tradition. First of all, that's weird wording because I'm like, it's Valentine's Day. It's a holiday. You don't get to claim that like this is a tradition that you have. Well, Only you. Exactly. I don't know. Like, I put up I put up a tree at Christmas. It's our tradition. It's, yeah. it's like, no, you it isn't. That's part of the yeah. holiday, you fucking well, weirdo. Chris and I got married on the 4th of July. So fireworks. Yeah, that's yours. Off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's your tradition. July. But outside of that, outside of the fact that that's weird wording. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. If you do have special traditions that you do with a specific person, you don't Why take that. Why would you that want to repeat that? Yeah, into it's another relationship. Bizarre. I would be like, weird. no, that makes me not want to do it at all. <laughs> Even you more fucking weirdo. Yeah, you know what our tradition can be? Day before Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's our tradition. Great. I like day after. <laughs> Get all that discount candy. Hell yeah! So she says, I agree. I got, but I was tired and 26, so forgive me. <laughs> I got called in a couple of times before dinner, but then it got quiet. So I put on a full face of makeup, get all dressed up, and then five minutes before we leave, I get paged. Yes, doctors and drug dealers are the only people that still use pagers. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go back to the hospital. 
So I have this like extremely violent patient with severe wounds to the point where I have to do a procedure in the ER. So I call my dude and let him know crying in a supply closet because I'm so fucking tired and felt bad about canceling dinner. I asked him to order Chinese and I would pay so that we could have a meal when I got back and I was starving. Oh, he's about to be shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was cold, said, okay, and hung up. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck this 100%. guy. 100%. You, you know <laughs> who, who you're with. Guy. And like, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the fucking kitchen. Sorry. Exactly. Fuck this guy. You know who wouldn't do that? Graham. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he sure wouldn't. He'd understand. He'd and, cook for you. He'd yeah. cook the meal. I'd be, be ready like, when you baby, got home. I know. Yeah. I got you, fam. Gonna run a bath for you so you can yes, take a bath. He's gonna go to bed. take your ass away. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm. Anyways, I get back to his apartment at 2 a.m. and walk in and he doesn't even greet me. He didn't order food and wouldn't look up from his video game. <gasps> I'm oh, tell you right oh, now, Christina is he a, getting an eyes faces? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, I'd be so funny. You know, I so f- relate to this so hard as being somebody that's always been kind of like a high, high uh, like a workaholic at times, yeah, you know, yeah. where I'm like working, I'm doing extra shit, I'm on the go and everything like that. And having a partner that does not share those values or respect them at all is That's the thing. fucking horrible. At least just respect them. You don't have to be as go-getter as me, but you do have to at least respect me and my ambition. Dude, my current partner, I, I swear to God, is such a godsend. Like, he is always, like, running support. He's just like... It. You know, he's like, oh, I, I went, I, uh, I took care of this stuff at the store and it's like, blah, blah, blah. Cause he's, he's, I'm, I'm working right now to the point is like six days a week, really. So he holds down the fort and dude, people like this that just fucking garbage. give you shit for doing something amazing with your life are fucking garbage. And that's really mm-hmm. what it is. They're fucking jealous that this guy is jealous of yep. Of, of her success. Her success. I mean, and also look, if you want a more laid back lifestyle, find someone else. Yeah. Like find a different partner. Yeah. There are, there are plenty of people who work just nine to five, find don't work less after hours. You know what I mean? Like if, and that, and there's also nothing wrong with that. Like if, if you want a life where it's just like you get to turn off, unplug, be done, then that is totally fine. If you want a partner where that's the case, then that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But don't be with someone where, you know, that's not going to be the case. They have a high pressure, very stressful job. <laughs> and then act all fucking pissed act like you are brand new and didn't fucking know right yeah um keegan he baby he didn't know i baby <laughs> i'm baby so <laughs> we get into a fight because you know all of obviously. that obviously she's a i am exhausted so hungry um i just wanted shitty chinese food that i was going to pay for right i had to be up at 6 a.m to do surgery the next day couldn't even place the order i know unbelievable he sleeps on the couch and I sleep in the bed. Good. I go to work at 6 a.m. the next day for another 18 hours. And that was that. He continued to gaslight me like I was in the wrong and okay. selfish and terrible. We broke up and I wish I could say I didn't go back, but pandemic Ugh. and I'm too busy to go on shitty Tinder dates. It eventually ended for good. And I gave up my I won't date another doctor thing. And for a short period of time, dated a very kind neurosurgeon Aww. and realized there are good men who mm. can handle the schedule. Oh, that's right. Good. Good. That's right. So, yeah, she also and I'll share with you guys. She talks about um, doing surgery for height and some of the stuff that goes into it is so it fucking fascinating. Terrifying to me. It sounds so scary. And 
Somebody just did that. Um, and there was like a people thing. I saw it on Instagram. And again, I read the comments because what the fuck? Oh, man. But yeah, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. Never do the, that. The procedure seems intense. Intense. intense yeah. Um, but at the same time, there were so many people, one, either blaming women, saying that like he did it because like, well, no woman would date him. So that's why he got the surgery. Or two, criticizing him having done it. And I'm just like, dude fucking it's let him <laughs> like i said there's there's no reason why we feel okay to comment on other people's bodies Mm-mm. ever Mm-mm. ever 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 Mm-mm. truly but yeah she says the dating uh scene for extremely accomplished women is a very small pool but good luck to all my boss ass babes out there nice absolutely good luck and thank you so much for writing in that was incredible Love yeah it. good story all right. Well, my story is from Reddit and it starts out. So it was 2017 and I was on a journey of self-discovery as a 23 year old law student. Another boss bitch. Here we go. Hey. After being raised in a conservative Uber Christian household. So I hey. got, <laughs> you're like, welcome. Uh, so I got into online dating. I connect with some people and talk to them for a while. This one guy seems super sweet and asks me out for Valentine's Day as a first date. Oh my gosh. So we have all three yep. career stories. Yeah. Yeah. And two Valentine's, two Valentine's stories. Yeah. That should have been the first red flag, but I was naive and ready to prove I wasn't too ugly to date. Oh, babe. Honey. Valentine's for a first date, though. High pressure. Well, that's why she was like red flag. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's too much. I suggest a restaurant, but he suggested a little dive bar known for signature drink that included beer and orange juice. Uh. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I, at the time, had... As you can imagine, not had a lot of opportunities to drink. I didn't know what my limit was and I had class the next day. So I agreed with reservations. I stayed at those reservations and he ignored them. Second red flag. Yeah. I mean, if somebody suggests a restaurant and you should at least make sure there's food available for them. Absolutely. Like don't, don't suggest an an alternative where there's no food. It's a dive bar on Valentine's day. I mean, that would be kind of fun. And it does actually then take a little bit of the pressure off where it's not like a fancy dinner. So I can see that. Feed me. But also feed me. Feed me. Yeah. But also, yeah, if somebody, if I suggested something like that, because that could be kind of fun, you know, like, hey, let's just go to a fucking dive bar, you know, yeah. it, it Valentine's Day. Who cares? Yeah, um, that's fine. But then if the person came back to me and was like, ah, you know, I have class the next day and I'm not like a heavy drinker or something, I'd be like, oh, then oh, we'll do let's just else. do something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's us. That's <laughs> not this guy, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so we plan to meet there. I get there on time and he is already two drinks in and is super jittery. Ruh row. Yeah. <laughs> I think flag that's, number three. I was going to say, that's your third red flag right there. We sit outside in the patio um, that had tarps for walls. <laughs> he, he's at a okay. dive bar. All right. It was unseasonably warm for February. So that part was nice. We started talking and he offered to get me a drink. I... I went to the bar with him because I had heard to never leave your drink unattended with yeah. people you don't know. Yep. That's right. right. We head back out and start talking. He started talking about weed. He was from a state it was legal in and missed that 
it wasn't in our state. Me being straight laced Christian girl mm-hmm. was uncomfortable. Mm. Ironic. She's like I can't contribute to this conversation. <laughs> right. I have no world experience. She's like, in this I don't area. understand. Yeah. Ironic considering how much I love weed now. <laughs> so I asked him how he ended up in my state. And he said he was taking care of his mom who had a severe mental issues and that they were, uh, that they were hereditary. Oh, so right after this, about 30 minutes, he start, uh, my date started talking about how he has to go to the bathroom. Okay, so I check in with my safety person while he leaves, okay. right? To smart. go to the bathroom. Again, smart. I love this. Have a safety person. Date comes back and he is jittery and I chalk it up to be nervous. We talk some more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he tells God. me he tells me a weird story about leaving his twenty thousand dollar car on the street in California because he didn't want to pay for a manufacturer parts. So He's just like, oh, California, my car is going to get stolen. Like, what? what is wrong with this guy? He's like, um, I asked what he did for work. And he said that he worked under the table moving things. What? What does that mean? <laughs> moving drugs? Moving Mo- what? What moving are you moving? Things. Moving Import, things. Import, export. Import, export. Import, export. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, he leaves to go to the bathroom again. I think it's a little strange, but nerves, right? Oh, honey. Aww. Sweetie pie. She's, she... Uh, this happens two more times. And finally, I ask him if he's okay. He looks like a deer in headlights. Did you just in think I mind, wasn't going to fucking notice that you keep that getting up to go to the pe- bathroom? People don't pee every 15 minutes. But, but she's also kind of like obviously young and a little naive at this yeah. point in her life. Yeah. Wait, no. So she's like, okay, I, I bet don't blame she, her. I bet you I, she no. doesn't even think drugs. No. I bet she's like, do you have a bladder right? infection? Is something <laughs> <wrong? Because> him <laughs> looking like he's been caught is just like, well, what did you think? You had yeah. to know that like she was going to be like, something's up that you're right. getting up that much. He looks at me like a deer in headlights. In my mind, I think, okay, my first date and this dude is hoovering schneef in the bathroom. I gotta go. (laughs) So he sheepishly sheepishly looks me in the eyes and says, well, I did something stupid. Oh, Oh. shit. (gasps) I work with my hands and they were rough. I couldn't find any lotion. So I used burpees, chapsticks. (laughs) <laughs> to wash to on my hands to moisten them. Then I went to the bathroom and well you know how it burns. Oh I asked, oh. <laughs> I asked him if he wants to go home and he is but he's like, no, it's fine. The date continues. Between him going to the bathroom to wash his willy in the sink. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So I'm guessing Bert it's that Burt's bees that comes yes, in that little round that, that thing. Methylated. Yes. Which is like shit. mentholated. Yes. And he's like covering his what? hands in it because he's like, he's like forgot his lotion. He's like, this is a good substitute. My friend. Oh my God. Oh, so he just has like Vicks vapor bug dick <laughs> right now. Like he's just like, <laughs> he's got a Vic dick. Vic dick. I nurse my drink. And when I'm finally finished, he asks if I want another. I say, I don't, I don't want him to know that I don't even know what, what drinking uh, weight class I'm in. Mm. So I just say, I'm just not thirsty. He goes to the bar for himself for the fourth time. And when he comes back, he has a drink for me too. It, I was too polite <sighs> and tossed all number. caution to the wind and drank it. As we, he continued to get more inebriated, the conversation turned to the weird. Oh, oh is now it's getting weird. Okay. <laughs> this is where Christina, I can't fucking wait. I casually, I'm like, can I read this and look at you at the same time? I casually dropped that my hobby is reading Reddit. 
his eyes light up. He tells me that he was on the front page of Reddit for finding a way to delete secret code that is in every phone that allows the government to watch us. Okay. (laughs) Honey. Okay. All right. He tells me that the code is in every phone he has ever looked at and it's impossible to remove, but he found a way. Uh, Okay. I am nodding along because at this point I don't want to anger him. He goes on to tell me that he is on the government watch list. Oh my god! Okay, okay, and that's a draw. And he's also too dumb to know that, like, if he touched his dick with menthol <laughs> all over it, yeah. But somehow he's no, but also he's smart like, enough. The to- fucking FBI's got a file on him. Hoover's oh gonna get him. Yeah. Oh my god. He goes on to tell me that he's on the government watch list and that just being around him, I could be charged with terrorism. He's dangerous. He's a bad boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a turn on. He leaves to go to the bathroom, and I'm still trying to process how I got to this point. I look to my right, and the tarp has a loose flap. I assess whether I could fit through it. I could. (laughs) She fucking did the Homer Simpson into the bushes. She's just like, bye. Like. I could. Why didn't I? I don't know. Oh, girl. He comes back from his willy washing (laughs) and looks me right in the eye and says her name. I don't want you to be worried, though. They probably won't come after you. (laughs) I stumbled my way through another five minutes. Oh, my God. Say it's getting late. (laughs) Big big yawn. (laughs) I got to work tomorrow. Stand up to leave. He stands up and wraps me in the most aggressive hug I've ever had. Oh, my God. I left shaken up and blocked him on the app. Decided that was enough. Deleted my account. In a moment of weakness, a year later, made a new account, and he popped up no. like nothing happened. No. no. Deleted it the, immediately. The yep. People, I love the stories of the people who make people delete their accounts. Like, oh, the dates yeah. are so bad where they're just like, you know what? No. 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 This ain't the way. No more. <laughs> I can't do it. I also loved, like, when I was dating or whatever the people that you would see that you, you didn't match with or whatever, like the same people year over year, you're like, Oh, Steve hasn't found someone yet. Oh, look. Yeah. Oh, his, his profile is a little different over here. You know what I mean? Like those, <laughs> this one's the long timers, the long timers are whole, whole vibes. So, you know, my dream is for our podcast to get big enough that we have like a Wikipedia page where people put like folders of different topics because I feel like there would be a spicy dick folder because mm-hmm. this has happened yes. so many times. It's like yeah. I was cooking with jalapenos yes, yep. or the one where <laughs> he was cooking with jalapenos and then he went to finger the girl. Oh <laughs> my God. My guy. Oh my God. Spicy privates. Oh my That's God. definitely a category Incredible. for sure. That's Amazing. also the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. Fire crotch. <laughs> So funny. Oh god. You're literally writing it down right yep. now. Yep. Oh, well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with Tainted Love? Yes. And we're back. All right. So uh, this story I heard on Crimes of the Centuries, which is a great <gasps> podcast. I brought it up yes. before. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of um it's from last year. I think it's like from last like January twenty twenty two, um, or something, but I'll definitely put it with the rest of my resources on the website so if anybody is interested in finding that? that episode C- cnn isn't that don't they have like tv shows 
It's two? Crimes of the Centuries is on the Obsessed Network. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's not run by CNN, but the um, host was a reporter. Oh, okay. Of okay. some kind, or okay. a journalist. I think she was an investigative journalist or okay. something. Um, she's great. I really like her. Amber Hunt, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a hometown for you guys. Oh. This is a Columbus, Ohio story. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Wait, the way I just buckled yeah. in. I know. Yeah. I'm like, hey. ooh, do and I know this one? It's old-timey. Oh. Not, like, not like Victorian old-timey, but oh. 1920s old-timey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, it was barely a capital city at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, okay. Anyway. Yeah. On the afternoon of June 14th, 1929... Two teen boys show up at the New York Central Railroad Rifle Range. Railroad Rifle Range is hard to say. Uh, yeah. Um, in Columbus, Ohio, to get in some shooting practice. And while they're there, they stumble upon what they thought was a pile of clothing. Oof. Yeah, that never is. Uh, no, that ain't it. It's never a mannequin. Upon closer inspection, however, they realize that it is the face-down body um, of a woman. She was nicely dressed. And was grasping a bloody handkerchief. When police arrived on the scene and turned the body over, they saw that her face had been completely crushed with a blunt object. Um, Yeah, thought at the time to be a ball peen hammer. Ball peen hammers, I feel like. I hate that. That's 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 so scary. Oh my gosh, I'm having nightmares. I feel like ball peen hammers were involved in a lot of malicious activity. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, old timey. When they inspected the body more closely, they saw that the wounds to her face, though severe, were likely not what killed her. The woman's throat had been slit so deeply that it severed both her carotid artery and jugular. Oh, my God. Just earlier that afternoon, two sisters, Alice and Beatrice Buston, had filed a missing persons report with the Columbus police after their roommate, Theora Hicks, known as Teddy to her friends, which I think is just I so love cute. It. Love Teddy it. Teddy Hicks. Teddy what Hicks. What a beautiful name. Yeah. Oh, I just, I can see I have a friend named her. Teddy. I think it's so cute. I love it. And Theora, actually, I think is also cute. It oh, is that a cute is. Name. It's beautiful. Um, but she had not come home after a date the previous evening. Mm-hmm. And... You know, to me, like they hopped on it pretty quickly. Like she went out the previous evening. She didn't come home in the morning. She was a little mysterious. So they didn't really know who she was dating. But she was also, as I'll talk about later, pretty like she went on a lot of dates. Like she was out a lot. So when she wasn't home in the morning, they kind of weren't that worried. Mm -hmm. But by the afternoon, Mm -hmm. they were like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, time before cell phones. So there's no way to like contact her. Right. Um, so they filed a missing person's report thinking that the two events might be connected. The the police acted so quick. They were like, we had this missing again. Like you said, Columbus wasn't that big. They're like, we have this missing person's report. A a dead woman was found. So they immediately go to the sisters, um, and, and start questioning them and presenting them with some items that were at the scene, including a watch that Theora had always worn. Mm. So the sisters, were able to confirm that the body at the scene was that of their roommate. Theora was born on August 10th, 1904, Leo, in New York. Her parents, uh, she was her parents' miracle baby. They had Mm. tried for years to conceive, and then her mother, um, Joanna, became pregnant with her at 41, which in like 1904 years is like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, practically on death's door. Oh, seriously. (laughs) Theora was a strong-willed, intelligent girl from an early age. She was very academically driven um, and after high school immediately enrolled for her undergrad at Ohio State University 
<laughs> the Ohio State University. That's right. This, That's right. this episode O-H. is the fucking episode of like badass Boss women bitches. too. Yeah. 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 I love it. And then went on to, so she did her undergrad uh-huh. at OSU and then immediately went on to enroll in the School of Medicine yeah, with the goal girl. of becoming a doctor. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, in, in the, the 20s. 20s. Yeah. Good so. for you. You go, girl. She was also extremely sexually liberated. So this was the mid-1920s. So it's That's the, what? This late 1920s, 1929? Um, well, she her body was found in 1929, but when oh, she was in college, yeah. that's <clears throat> so it's kind of like mid 1920s, right? Into Regardless, the late still 1920s. wild. And even though it's Columbus, and Columbus is a lot of uh, is probably the most progressive place in the state. It is still in Ohio, yeah. and which it is wasn't not the most progressive. It wasn't area. super progressive at the time. Right, yeah. it was still pretty conservative, and Columb- it is Ohio. So, yeah. and Columbus was well. Columbus was built as a cap a capital city. It was never. It was never like a oh, this was an old farming town that we turned mm-hmm. into something. Right. It was always yeah. built as a capital. Right. I mean, and I think that they say in Crimes of the Centuries, I didn't write it down, but it was like one in five women in college were sexually active at the time. Um, So it's not as if it was completely unheard of. Right. uh, But this and it was, you know, jazz age, flapper era, prohibition era. Um, But again, we're talking about a pretty conservative era and a pretty. uh, Yeah. And a pretty conservative part of the country. Yeah. So, um at this time, like <laughs> fellatio was like brand new, like people talking about it <laughs> like was brand new. Um, <laughs> Have you heard about this new thing yeah. on the street? <laughs> and it was illegal. <laughs> Just in, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Old timey voice. Very good, Christina. Thanks. Good accent. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, it was illegal in a lot of states as well. Ugh. So it was like, that's the kind of sexual repression that we are dealing with here. So Theora's ideas and beliefs around sex were rare to say the least. She had many boyfriends and was often the more dominant party in her relationships with them. Like she kind of like took charge, especially sexually. She talked openly about the things that she wanted to experiment with sexually. She wanted to do all kinds of shit. I love her. Yeah, and yeah, the other thing I thought just after I made that that last comment about how this episode is all about like strong badass women, mm-hmm. I'm like obviously this has a terrible ending mm-hmm. which we have already established i'm like all these badass bitches still having to deal with shitty yeah. fucking mm. men mm-hmm. mm. yeah what a bummer it, it is uh so she encouraged her partners to take sexual enhancement drugs and aphrodisiacs and she often took them herself nice. like she was a big fan she smoked a lot of weed love this girl <laughs> she was love a, girl. a big fan of spanish fly which was a yeah. aphrodisiac at the time when Theora's name was released to the papers, one of her former boyfriends, a man named Marion Myers, came forward. He told police that he had dated Theora for about, uh, sorry, he had dated Theora about a year before the body was found and had fallen head over heels Aww. for her. He wanted to make things exclusive, but Theora, uh, with Theora, but she, on the other hand, was not interested in monogamy. And when he proposed, she laughed in his face. Oh, <laughs> no. But, and look, that's this not nice. Ruthless. It is not nice. not nice to do, but also again, like with your story with the surgeon, know who the fuck you're with. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to know that this is not what she's interested in. Like, just because it's what you want doesn't mean it's what she wants. And she, yep. the idea of it was so ludicrous to her. Yeah. And like, again, it's rude. Like, don't do, don't laugh in someone's face. It's not kind, but yeah. know who you're with. Um, 
So at that time, he proposes, she laughs at him. He ends the relationships, uh, the relationship and moves about a hundred miles away where he becomes engaged to another woman. So okay. he's like, he got the fuck out. He's like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess that's a no. <laughs> okay. So that's a no then is what, so you're, what saying. you're saying is no. Okay. Okay. Got it. So though he no longer lived in Columbus, he had been in town visiting college friends the night of Theora's murder. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, when he heard about this, read it in the paper, he was like, I was there. So he preempted the police, Mm -hmm. went to the police first and volunteered to speak to them. Um, So he goes in for questioning and police immediately put him under arrest. Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds bonkers, but... I guess it's just how things were done at the time. It wasn't until 1990 that the 48 hour hold thing that we all, you know, know came into effect. Like 1990, the year I was born is like when that came into effect. Back then they could literally arrest you as a person of interest and just keep you indefinitely as investigators built a case. Whoa. They were like, you're a person of interest. We're going to hold you while we put a case together. Wow. So they arrested him immediately. I did not know that. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I think some laws, like there there were things in between. It didn't just go from this to, you know, the law we know now in 1990. There were things in between. But yeah, that's crazy, right? That is insane. So they start giving him the third degree. They are laying it on thick and demanding that Marion confess. When he continued to insist that he had nothing to do with Theora's murder, they dragged him to the morgue and made him look at her oh, brutalized body while continuing to insist that, she, that he confessed. And her face was mutilated. Yeah. yeah. So he immediately started weeping and nearly passed out, which yeah. Yeah. dude, same. Yeah. yeah. That's someone you cared about, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if you didn't care about him, what a horrible thing to see. Yeah. And this is also... I feel like we are desensitized. Like we've seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. We've seen some horrible shit. It's different when you see it in real life. It's It's a lot different. And and back then there was nothing to even compare it to. It's not like they could even picture that. They didn't have like CGI horror movies and Saw and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. During questioning, Marion revealed to police that Theora was far from monogamous and that she had been seeing other men during their relationship one of which gave him a particularly bad vibe. <laughs> it's this guy. It ain't me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Please let me go home. <laughs> it's got to be this guy. While Marion was a student at OSU, Theora's other main man was a professor. Dr. Yikes. James Howard Snook was in his mid-40s when he met Theora, who at the time was either 21 or 22 when they met. Snook was married with a young daughter, He was an upstanding member of his local church and a respected professor at the college and the inventor of something called the snook hook, which is still used to aid in the neutering of cats and dogs today. (laughs) They still use the snook hook. He was also an Olympic gold medalist, having won with the United States pistol team in 1920 um, at the Belgian Olympics. Interesting. Yeah. Mm hmm. He was described as bookish. And if you look at pictures of him, you will definitely get that vibe. Mm -hmm. He's got, oh gosh, when I was writing this, there was like Paul Giamatti could probably play him in in a movie, Mm -hmm. but he's even more bookish looking than that. I feel like, you know, yeah, glasses. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He met Fiora when she was working as a sonographer at um, his veterinary practice 
the two began chatting, you know, it was maybe a little flirty. And then like one night it was raining and he offered to give Fiora Mm -hmm. a ride home. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And soon he began driving her home every night and thus the affair began. So he started taking like long ways. They were going into like the country, going on long country drives and stuff like that. She's like, have you heard about this new thing? Everybody's <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <Pal-Palatio>. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Fiora was not shy sexually and openly told Snook. <laughs> she told him she's like, so Leo of her. She's like, look, I know more about sex. I'm more knowledgeable. <laughs> I'm more knowledgeable about sexual matters than you are. And she told him that he'd better read up on the subject. Oh. And she offered titles of several books, such as The Art of Love. Mm. <laughs> wow. I mean, when you're an expert at something. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. That's oh right. God. So she, she gave, gave him a reading list, yeah. basically sent him home to study. <laughs> and he did. He's like, he researched how to please her <laughs> she's Amazing. like i'm better at this than you just let me take the <laughs> wow <laughs> love it mm-hmm. wow over the next year the two began meeting regularly at a main street rooming house with snook eventually renting a room there so that the two could have a permanent meeting place getting together two or three times a week snook would later go on to say that theora was the dominant party in their relationship taking the lead sexually and often putting down his sexual prowess even telling him that her other lover, Marion, was sexually superior, <laughs> satisfied her better, and had a larger penis. Oh, <laughs> God damn. She's, she's ruthless. Brutal. It is ruthless. Truly, like, honestly. She is ruthless. It's, it's unkind. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You can't you know, do that to people. Yo. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Snook and Hicks obtained drugs meant to enhance their sexual experiences through their positions in the veterinary and medical departments at OSU. They took things like marijuana, Spanish, uh, Spanish fly, bar- barbitol, and Jesus. you guessed it, cocaine, ah. <laughs> which Theora once injected with the purpose of removing a splinter, which is the most 1920s thing I've ever fucking heard ah. in my life. Like they were like cocaine for everything. You can use cocaine for anything. It's a cure all. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I got the zit. Uh, I got some for you. Cocaine. Yeah, just inject some cocaine right in there. So anyway, after Marion tells police about Theora's relationship with her professor, they show up at Dr. Snook's house. Annoyed at having his breakfast interrupted, he asked if their questioning could wait. Like, um, can I finish my toast and eggies, please? <laughs> um, and they were like, okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. We'll just let your wife know while why we're here. Sure, sure. And then when you're ready, you can come join us at the police station. How does that sound? And he was like, I'll you know just what? come now with you. Now that you say that. It, it's yeah, actually a good you. time. Yeah. It's fine. I'll, I'll come. <laughs> Schedule's just freed up. <clears throat> Initially, Snook only admits to having known Theora superficially, mm-hmm. basically that he'd seen her around campus and knew that she worked at the vet clinic, but nothing more than that. When they pressed him, sharing that Theora's other boyfriend had been pretty explicit about what she had said about their relationship, because again, Theora is not holding anything back. Like no. she's going to Marion and being Clearly like, not. I gave Snook all these sex books and we took cocaine, you know, like she's <laughs> yeah. telling him everything, right? <laughs> Oh, man. So then after that, he admits that he's like, okay, okay, okay. So I've given her rides occasionally. Occasionally, (laughs) I give her rides. On my dick. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But police weren't having that. And when they pressured him more forcefully, he finally admitted that he and Theora had been having an affair for the last three years. 
He also admitted to having given Theora money and that he had taken her to practice shooting in the past at the gun range where hmm. the body was found. So he's like, yeah, I've been there with her mm-hmm. on occasion. It's fine. Um, but he insisted that he had nothing to do with the murder, of course. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so now police have both Marion and James in custody. They're both arrested because yep, that's yeah. how shit worked back then. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people close to this case at the time still think that Marion is a more viable suspect. They're like, he's jilted. You know, she turned down his marriage proposal. He doesn't live here, but he happened to be in the night. It, 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 in I feel town. like you could Does check ring. the people that he was hanging out with. Yeah. Right. And then on the other side of that, James Howard Snook is this really upright man. You know, despite his affair, he seems to love his wife and child. Mm-hmm. And he was probably just... Loves them so much that well, he had a separate room. <laughs> uh-huh, that he rented weekly. Yeah. But Cassie, he was just led astray by this crazed nymphomaniac mm-hmm. of a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she just... What what was a man in his 40s to do? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It doesn't sound like he was that not. good of a fucking lover. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and was told it regularly. Reminded. Told. Mm-hmm. Actually, not even that fucking good, bruh. She's like, this is constructive criticism. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you could work on? Everything. All of this. Everything. Yeah. He's like, do you want me to bring Marion over? He could show you how to do it. (laughs) I bet you. (laughs) And he's like, why don't we go shooting? (laughs) God. Look at this hammer I found. Mm. Oh, my God. When looking into their alibis, they found that Marion had been in town for a fraternity event and several of his frat brothers said that he had been with them all night. There you go. Snook said that he had been working at the clinic until about 9 p.m. And his wife said that she heard him come home. So she's like, I was upstairs putting the baby down. I heard the screen door slam. I called down to him. He didn't reply, but that's normal. Mm -hmm. After I got the baby down a couple hours later, I went downstairs and he was eating a sandwich. So hmm. that's and they're like, OK, well, if he was home at 930 and Marion was with all of his frat brothers, then they both have yeah. alibis at the time of the murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When looking into Theora's finances, they found that she had a surprising amount of money in her bank account that could not be accounted for hmm. about one thousand in her savings and another one thousand in her checking. Girl, which get at the, the bag, get those coins, which at the time would have been one thousand dollars would have been about sixteen thousand dollars. So she had okay. $32,000 total. She's doing all right. Quite a lot. Yeah. For somebody in like, tw- she's like 24. Yeah. In school. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is. And she came from a, you know, her dad was a school principal. Her mom was a yeah. homemaker. She didn't Moderate come from family. a rich family. Yeah. yeah. The mysterious wealth and the fact that a prominent member of the Columbus community was being held in relation to Theora's murder made it a media sensation yeah. locally. And the story was picked up by all the papers. With the story, the pictures of and pictures of Theora, Marion, and Snook in the papers, witnesses began to come forward. One was a woman named Margaret Smalley who told police that she knew Snook as Howard Snook and that he came in with his young wife to her rooming house mm-hmm. a few times a week. Howard the Snook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. So um, Marion, with Marion's alibi checking out, police were now convinced that Snook was their man and they zeroed in on him exclusively. With Snook still refusing to confess or offer any additional evidence, investigators decided to kick it up a notch. 
beating snook <gasps> absolutely senseless this yeah, is the 1920s that's, old, that's how you sure. they they actually train you how to interrogate mm-hmm. that way yeah during yeah. those days yeah. they're like you just beat it out of them yeah yeah, yeah. The young prosecuting attorney on the case, who's not even a police officer, he's a fucking lawyer, he's a prosecuting attorney, Jack Chester, even got in on the action, slapping him several times across the face, leaving large welts while screaming, damn you, go ahead and tell the story. You've got to tell it. We know that you know more and you must tell it. <laughs> he's fucking beating the shit out of him, just like, we know you know. Oh, no. Wow. And apparently the police chief... Harry French at the time verified this that like yeah yeah, like, yeah we the beat the shit out of him prosecutor in the case was oh, like Jesus beating the shit out of him and that his reply was now Mr. Chester don't resort to that don't resort to don't that. Okay. you guys now now come on you guys can't we all just be civil here yeah when Snook requested his lawyers uh, he was refused as well so Snook is like can I get my fucking lawyer in here and they're, they're like, like nah. no and in fact the lawyer described that he was outside like he could hear his client getting beaten and he was outside the door pounding on the door because they had locked it and they wouldn't they wouldn't let him inside and i guess again at this time that was legal like you didn't you you weren't you were only um the right to counsel to have counsel present only applied to federal matters Wow. And it was perfectly legal for them to deny him the right to see his counsel. Wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Later that day, so a week after Theora's death, after 20 hours of continuous questioning, Snook confessed to the murder of Theora Hicks in a written confession. I mean, I probably would have at that point. The definition of coerced. Yeah. yeah. The prosecutor, so this guy, Jack Chester, also arranged for journalists to meet with Snook again without his attorney. Jesus. Immediately after. So he confessed that he's been questioned and beaten for 20 hours. He confesses in a written confession. And then immediately after prosecutor calls a press conference. So he hasn't slept. He's, you know, been under duress and he gives another verbal confession to the reporters. And they did this because they knew that what they did was shady, that like beating him to get a confession was shady. So they were like, if that confession, the written confession gets thrown out, we have him confessing a second time to reporters and we can use that. Wow. So so that that's why they did that. <clears throat> During the impromptu press conference, Snook detailed how their affair began and was sure to stress that though he had a friendly affection for Theora, theirs was not a love affair and that it was strictly built on sex and pleasure. Um, he also, I, I did say that he taught her to shoot. He had also bought her a gun that she kept in her handbag, mm-hmm. even though concealed carry was not legal in Ohio at this time. Hmm. I think it is legal now, isn't it? No idea. (laughs) Probably. He said that after three years together, Theora began becoming more demanding of his time and resentful when he expressed the need to spend time with his family. They began to argue and fight more and more. Four days before her death, Snook says that Theora showed up at a golf course where he was playing. She was agitated and demanded that he leave with her. He eventually did, and she berated him for an upcoming trip. So he had a trip planned to go visit his parents, um, and she was mad that he was taking his family with him. It does not sound like Theora. doesn't sound yeah. like her, right? No. Yeah. But it doesn't that's sound like says. she gives a fuck what he She's does. Like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, according to him, she demanded that he cancel the trip or leave them at home. She's like, you can go, but you can't take your wife and your that, kid with you. Again, doesn't sound it's like weird. It. Mm-hmm. 
um, at this point, he's like, I want out of the relationship, but things have gotten so volatile that he says he doesn't know how to go about ending the relationship because she's too much of a loose cannon. Right. Mm -hmm. On the night she was killed, she reportedly rode around in a taxi looking for Snook. And when she found him, he suggested that they go to the boarding house. But according to him, she wanted to stay outdoors. So he drove her to the gun range there. They got into an argument, another argument about the trip. When Snook refused to cancel or leave his family, she reportedly threatened to kill him, his wife and his baby before reaching for her handbag. And since he knew that she often kept the pistol in the handbag, she he thought that she was reaching for her gun. So he says at this point, acting on impulse, he reached into the back of his car where he had a toolbox pulled out the ball peen hammer and bashed Theora in the head. Hmm. Stunned from the blow, she got out of the car, slamming her hand in the door in the process, which is why she took out her handkerchief to wrap her hand in it, because she was now bleeding from her head and bleeding from her hand. Snook slid out the passenger side door and continued to strike Theora in the head over and over. She fell into a heap on the grass and she was moaning. So he knew that she wasn't dead. So he told reporters that he could tell she was in pain, that she was suffering and he didn't want her to suffer. So that's why he pulled his pocket knife out of his pocket. And because he's a veterinarian, he knew that he needed to sever her carotid and her jugular so that she would bleed out quickly. So that's what he wow. says. So I do think the murder part is true, but the motivation sounds like it made sounds up. fishy. Sin, yeah, it? it does. After this, he said he grabbed her handbag and opened it up and he admitted that there was no gun inside. So she wasn't didn't even have a yeah. gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Despite his wife having heard the screen door slam at 930, Snook didn't actually return home till 11. So they think that um, they like, believe that the wife heard it, but they think it was the wind or something. Yeah. You know. He returned at 11, at which, at which point he washed his weapons and then made himself a sandwich, which is when his wife came down and saw him. And they said that he hadn't even changed his clothes, but it was dark in the kitchen. He hadn't turned well, the lights on. Well, he's also a veterinarian, so it could have been explained a yeah. million ways. But mm -hmm. she didn't even see it because he was sitting in the dark. And she just said, like, oh, hi. Like, I just you know wanted to check that you were home or whatever. The next day, he got his car cleaned and cleared out the items from their rooming house that connected them uh, and then just kind of hoped no one would put the pieces together. But within 24 hours, police were at his door. Like, that's how yeah. quickly it moved. Mm. Despite the fact that police abused their power and beat a confession out of Snook, they did have physical evidence tying him to the murder, including Theora's blood that remained in his car even, oh, though, even okay. though he had cleaned it. I was like sus about this whole thing until you said that there was actual physical evidence. Yeah. I'm like, um, there's physical evidence. And also he never backtracks on his confession. Okay. He never said, even though his defense team tries to be like, well, they, they abused their power in obtaining the confession. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He never says I didn't do it. Like after uh. he admits to it, he never says he didn't. Hmm. The trial became one of the most sensational in Columbus history with journalists from national papers dubbing it the trial of the century. The courtroom was packed to capacity with 200 people, some of whom had waited in line for hours to get a seat. So uh, it was man, like, man, that's when, you know, there was no TV. Yeah. There yeah. Wasn't, it's like know? the eras <laughs> tore out here. People are fucking lining up. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Snook's testimony was so sexually explicit that it was deemed too scandalous for the papers 
and large portions weren't allowed to be printed. Wow. In it, he admitted that Fiora had taught him more about sex than he had ever known before and that she introduced him to the use of various drugs and to the act of fellatio, mm. which he stated she performed on him about 10 times. Well, and would he's often, counted. He's counted. He's like, yeah. what is this news? He's like, according to my bedpost, it's actually a 10 right? times. Um, and would often insist that they meet to have sex outside in various fields because she said that she needed somewhere where she could scream and not be disturbed. Wow. So she's like, I want to fuck outside. And Marion backs this up. And in fact, they had been, Marion and her had been having sex in a car outside when they were together and got stopped by police and got fined like oh. 20 bucks each, which was like $300 each. Wow. wow. At the time. So she, I mean, yeah, she, she tracks. Yeah wanted to scream in a field. He also alleged that Fiora had a uh, sadomasochistic tendencies and insinuated that this is going to make you laugh <laughs> that because she was a strapping young woman, five, seven and 145 pounds. Oh my God. Strapping. I wish <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. that she was physically intimidating. Cause oh, she, she is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> five, seven and 145 pounds. Okay. Okay. All of this was done to paint Fiora as a sex crazed, jealous, drug addicted maniac god i would have made this man cry <laughs> honestly she probably made him cry he probably drove home from meeting with her just <laughs> that's what i think is cl- closer to the truth that's then, exactly right yeah she mm-hmm. just told him he had a small dick one too many Damn. times and he yeah. fucking lost it yeah yeah and despite snook being obviously guilty of the crime most of the public agreed with their assessment of the aura of course they fucking of course. came after her of course really hard. yeah they love to villainize a mm-hmm. woman who loves sex. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you Still. he wanted to to marry her. I yeah. bet you he wanted to like leave his wife. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like no. she laughed at him. Yeah. Oof. And instead of like Marion, who just like GTFO'd. He's yeah. Like, Damn. Okay. Yeah. His lawyers tried to plead self-defense, not because the gun that he supposedly thought she had, but because he now said on the stand that when they arrived to the gun range and parked, the two had clumsy, unsatisfying sex. He's like, it wasn't good for either of us having sex in the car. After which, like you said, Theora berated and insulted his abilities before going down on him, biting his penis and grabbing it and pulling it so hard that the intense pain is what made him lash out and hit her with a hammer. That's feel, what I feel says. like you can check that. Wow. Yeah. Let me see that. Let me see it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. When asked why this tidbit had been missing from his initial confession, Snook said that it was because he was ashamed that he had participated in such perverse sexual acts. Oh, I bet. He didn't want to admit. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The light of day. I just can't come mm-hmm. to terms with the fact that I'm a piece of shit. Mm. Because by Snook's own admission, he had made the decision to end her suffering using a knife, an admission that an attorney, had he been allowed to confer with one, probably would have told him not to fucking say. Mm -hmm. Like, your attorney would have been like, don't, don't say that. But because he did admit to that, he was guilty of premeditation. And thus, after 28 minutes of deliberation, he was found guilty of murder in the first degree on August 14th, 1929. At the time, Ohio state law said that a first degree murder conviction was an automatic death sentence. Damn. There was no, yeah. Do not pass go. Mm -mm. 
He was put to death by electric chair just a few months later at the Ohio Penitentiary in February of 1930. Oh, Ohio Penitentiary, where they filmed Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right outside of Mansfield. Whole thing got wrapped up very quickly. Like, it it was done (laughs) in, like, just over a year. They were like, bada bing, bada boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. we got and, our man and apparently and i didn't you know make a lot of any notes about this but his because it was electric chair i guess things didn't go fully right oh, like during his don't love that execution either um but yeah that is the story of the murder of theora hicks Oof. wow i had wow. never heard that yeah. never that's one of the wildest Bananas. stories mm-hmm. bonkers it she is always is interesting character yeah it's wow. always interesting to hear about women who are just like way ahead of their time. Yeah. And listen, it doesn't sound like she was particularly no. kind, you no, know right. what I mean? But it is, she was a strong woman who knew what she wanted. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, and throughout history, that's never been a popular thing no. to be. No. Yeah. So, Oof. wow. Good story. Ma'am, Thank what you. Are, what are you guys watching this week? I... Just started Muscles and Mayhem. Girl, I fucking <laughs> finished it. Are you kidding? It's so good. It's so good. Dude, the amount of time I spent in my youth oh. watching American Gladiators. Yes. So much. Are you old enough? It was off. No, it ran until 1996. So you would have been too young. Yeah. My yeah. mom used to talk about it a lot because she was really oh. into that like fitness bodybuilding oh, stuff. Like yeah. she's so into that stuff. Such so a she craze. used to talk about it. I never saw it. But I know yeah, about that it. Was such Your my mom childhood. would like the show then. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mom had the biggest crush on Nitro. Oh my the god. Biggest. That's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry, Connor. Tecan and Nitro. <laughs> but yeah, the joust. remember Jesus, I always wanted to the do j- the oh, joust. I wanted to do any of them. I loved the 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 gun with the the oh, salt yeah, like the, um, yeah, yeah, the, the tennis, tennis balls. balls. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah. That show was wild. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm watching that right now. Didn't they bring oh, that back? I feel fuck. like they bought, brought American Gladiator back. Oh, did they? Yeah. Like oh. in the last 10 years or something. Gosh, oh, I, I hope they did a better job of oh, man. Uh, treating and paying the gladiators yeah. this time around. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty. good. Yeah. I mean, tale as old as time. Truly. Like, any business exploits their workers uh, and the yeah. film business is no different. WWE. So. I listened to um, Behind the Bastards did like a several parter on Vince McMahon. Oh, no. And I bet. Fucking the way that Oof. wrestlers were treated and exploited. God, the yikes. way that I want to listen to that episode. Yeah. I yeah. It's Me several too. parts. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, well, I, speaking of podcasts, I did binge listen to all of Scamanda. Uh, I'm <laughs> on episode three right now. I'm already fuming and nothing definitive has been said yet, but I just, I know it oh, in my gut. dude, mm-hmm. it is. And you know, a lot of it is somewhat repetitive, but I, that didn't really bother me that much. Um, so it's about a woman who fakes cancer for years, like seven it's years awful. and awful. just milks everybody like milks money (sighs) from everywhere it is fucking bananas um and then and i'm gonna say this because i'm like i want to kind of warn people i watched the jared fogel three-parter girl (sighs) um wow listen it was very well done like and everything yeah but i and they do a good job of literally every 10 minutes putting up that disclaimer that's like this is about child sex abuse there is graphic conversations happening and so they let you know over and over so it doesn't Mm -hmm. come as a surprise 
but, but it's still it, I don't think anything can prepare you. It is awful. Some of the most like horrific because it's recordings of him talking about oh. it. It's messages that you see that of them of them talking about it. And it is I literally wanted to puke. Horrifying. It's it is awful. If you had any doubt that this man was truly a fucking monster. And it's so wild because I think back to that time and really truly we all thought that he was such a like yeah good guy it, yeah. it's so bleh, bleh. yeah mm. it's awful yeah no i watched the the muscles and mayhem thing and yeah i'm trying to think if i have anything uh i new. stole yours oh no no i mean i was all excited i was like yeah fucking american gladiator dude it was so good but um yeah no did you finish um Oh, I think you did last week. You said you finished uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. The, the last episode. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, so good. I I stand by it. I think that this season is an improvement from last season. Um, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still not like the cream of the the crop. I I think the first two seasons of Black Mirror mm-hmm. were really what hit home. But I think you know after the last couple of years that we've had and the technology that we have. I thought it was great. Yeah. I the technology that we have right now it be it's it's really difficult. It's like scary times. Apparently there's fucking aliens. Like oh, people yeah. are openly yeah. talking about the fact that we've had contact with aliens and I'm like what the fuck is our, happening? Our brains simply can't. The fact that that's uh, not way, a bigger story is because like our brains can't no. handle absorbing one more thing. We just can't. I'm yeah. It's, uh, I it, you say it, it repels off my brain and exactly. back into it's like the ether and I can't, and, yeah. I'm Honestly, not going to absorb that Why ever. aren't those the classified docs that <laughs> Donald Trump stole? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what the fuck? He stole like all the boring ones and you wouldn't steal the alien shit? Yeah. Like, they uh, what a piece of shit. Here's oh, the thing, honestly. Christina, they didn't let him within a hundred <laughs> feet of those classified documents. They did like, not no. tell Donald Trump because I remember like they that were talking about debrief. No, they were talking about uh Clinton was all pissed off that like they wouldn't share with him like yeah. all the like alien shit. Like he said that he was like they wouldn't tell me like any of the alien shit. If they're not telling him, they are not telling no, Donald I Trump a goddamn fucking thing. <laughs> no. He's not allowed near anything. No, they double locked that he door. He can keep yeah. a secret like I can, which is not at all. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> He's bursting at the fucking scenes. Like, oh shit! Like, oh, where shit. where's all the alien docs? That's what I want. Yeah. Well, if you guys have something that we should watch, if you have if it, you have the alien docs, oh, let us know. Especially if you have them the over. alien. <laughs> Facts <laughs> them over. On what take pictures fax them <laughs> fax them what to back to 1984 if you wouldn't mind faxing us <laughs> our fax number is oh my what? god imagine we have what was the what were their old machines and what that had the like dotted paper uh-huh. or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my god yeah, yeah. send yeah. them that it's way like that printing that noise <laughs> i hear that noise yeah, exactly <laughs> what if we faxed all of our patrons that's how we sent them <laughs> oh my god we're like please enter your fax number <laughs> Everybody's like, what? You're like, I think I can go to the library. Maybe. Where the fuck would you receive a fax? Oh my God. I'm dying. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. Go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.